Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody. It's Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's staying healthy. Happy Friday to you. Wonder what everybody's big plans are this weekend. Playing checkers, playing Monopoly, playing some Uno. Sunday night is the Michael Jordan Last Dance, episode seven and eight. Sunday's also Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful mothers out there. I'd like to welcome you back to the third edition of Classic Album Rewind. The first Classic Album Rewind was Number of the Beast. Last week we did Van Halen 1. And this week we go over the sixth album of my favorite band ever, and that is Led Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti, the sixth album released by Zeppelin on the Swan Song record label. It was the first album released by Zeppelin on their own record label. Previous to that, of course, was Atlantic Records. This album, of course, a double album, many regard as the greatest Zeppelin record of all time. I think the other two in the conversation as frequent as Physical Graffiti are Led Zeppelin 2 and Led Zeppelin 4. Nonetheless, all three great albums. I love Physical Graffiti. It's the album that connects with me. The other albums are great, but I give the the nose hair win to Physical Graffiti. This is an album that featured eight original songs or eight songs recorded for the Physical Graffiti session at Headley Grange. The other songs that are featured on the album were recorded during different sessions. It could have been Led Zeppelin 4, Led Zeppelin 3, uh, Houses of the Holy was another, I think uh, the song Houses of the Holy obviously came from that session. 
But songs like Bronyar, the instrumental, came during the Led Zeppelin three session, Down by the Seaside, Night Flight were both recorded during the Led Zeppelin four, and then also for House of the Holy, La Rover, and I believe it was Black Country Woman. Also, before I forget, too, uh, Boogie with Stew was also recorded during the Led Zeppelin 4 session. So it featured eight, eight songs recorded. Those eight songs were Custard Pie, In My Time of Dying, Trampled Underfoot, Cashmere, In the Light, Ten Years Gone, The Wonton Song, and Sick Again. All awesome tracks. My history with Led Zeppelin is probably different than many of you. May, some of you it could be very similar I was a huge KISS fan growing up from the time I was a kid, like seven, eight, nine years old, to freshman year of high school, sophomore year of high school. All KISS all the time. First album I ever bought was KISS Lick It Up. The second album was the actual first album I ever heard. I heard the album at a friend's house, and then I actually ended up buying it, which was KISS Alive 2. I was a huge fan of 80s period Kiss. Obviously, I mentioned Lick It Up. Animal Eyes was a big album for me. Asylum, which, depending on my mood, sounds good. You know, I think the, the problem I have with that is the production. Crazy Nights, I was really into when it came out. For me, my personal opinion, the album really hasn't held up very well. Uh, obviously, there's Creatures of the Night when we go back to the pre-Lick It Up era, which is one of my favorite albums. Unmasked started the 80s. The Elder, of course, the controversial con- uh, concept album, controversial in the Kiss community because of the type of album it was. But I still stand by the fact that if you put the three albums together, Creatures of the Night, Lick It Up, and Analyze, to me, those three albums rival any three-album period in any band's history during that time. I thought all three of those albums were great. I think if they would have kept the makeup on with Heavens on Fire and Lick It Up, I think they would have been huge again. But we'll never know. That's just the way history is sometimes. But as my relationship to Kiss began to wane, as Hot in the Shade was released, and Kiss started to follow trends more in the 80s instead of being the trend. And not to say that I got bored with them, because I still love Kiss, and I still love Kiss after. But my cousin's trip to Chicago from California between my sophomore and junior year of high school was a big moment for me for Led Zeppelin and becoming a Led Zeppelin fan. He brought a duffel bag full of Led Zeppelin bootlegs on tape, like live in Zurich, Switzerland, 1980, and you know, live in Cleveland and L.A. Forum. I remember listening to this Eddie, which was a big, huge bootleg at the time and in my opinion probably one of the best if not the best Earl's Court bootleg which was a great one and I was listening to these every day 
for like five, six weeks because that's how long he stayed on his trip to Chicago. He would come in every summer. And I remember just listening to the music and listening to the differences of one song and one performance to the next. And I know there's some people that say, well, Paige could never duplicate what he played and, and Zeppelin could never duplicate what they played. I don't know if that's true or not. I tend to think that they could. But at the same time, Zeppelin was keen on improvising their jams from night to night. And you heard that in the music. You know, you heard 30 minutes of Dazed and Confused, 40 minutes with medleys of of Whole lot of Love. Sometimes it'd be 25 minutes, sometimes it'd be 45 minutes. I mean, there's bootlegs that I have where the whole side of the album is Whole lot of Love, and they've got blues medleys in there, or whole, the whole side is Dazed and Confused. But... Listening to those bootlegs and then also listening to the studio albums as well, I became this huge Zeppelin fan. We would talk about Zeppelin every night because he'd sleep in my room, you know, when he was staying, and we would just talk music and Zeppelin, whether it was, you know, Pink Floyd or Kiss or whatever. But most we mostly talked about Zeppelin and the conversations that you know he knew he had a lot of knowledge about them because he was this huge fan. And he would go with my uncle to the Zeppelin conventions overseas in England. And he got to meet, you know, Bonham's family and just all types of cool stuff. And these huge fans, like the guys that organized it. And I forget the name of the fanzine, the magazine of the fan club that was really big back then. Can't think of it right now, but he would know the editor and writers in that of of that publication. So he was just really, really into it. And I began to listen. I began to take part in my Led Zeppelin journey. That's where it really began. I had known of Zeppelin prior to that. Obviously, their big hits like Stairway to Heaven and Whole Lot of Love and Heartbreaker, Live and Love and Made, Good Times, Bad Times, Immigrant Song, Dancing Days, those are all songs that I heard on the radio. I've obviously Cashmere, All My Love. So I knew the the Zep standards by then. I never really dived into their catalog. Or if I did know a song that I was familiar with, if my cousin played something, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that. I didn't know the name of the title or you know, the song really wasn't in my memory bank as something that I should listen to again. But the power of those six weeks set in motion a lifetime of me being a Zeppelin fan. The first album I listened to in its entirety was Physical Graffiti because it was two albums and it had the most songs. So I figured, eh, you know, I'll check this one out. And it blew me away. I mean, like I said, you know, it starts with Custard Pie. You know, the Rover, which was recorded during the whole Houses of the Holy session. But the Rover for me, I had heard before, I had heard that riff somewhere. It was so powerful. 
and just had that driving beat and you know it just stuck to you I mean that dirty guitar the the slide and I mean, it's a song that makes you stop like wow like like what what is that like in in plants vocals on it were just tremendous and then in my time of dying it's one of those zeppelin songs again that people say they stole or they ripped off and you know i i get a lot of that argument i understand that i also know that zeppelin made a lot of those songs their own you know they they they're not exactly the same as the the song in question or the original piece of music it was a huge song for me. It was it song had a huge impact on me. The song In My Time of Dying is based on a traditional song by Bob Dylan on his debut album in 1962. So there's a lot of similarities between that track. The song just is like a train that just keeps revving up and revving up and, and all of a sudden it just goes and it's just going down the track and you can hear the engine just going. I mean, it's got a whole life of its own to the song, which to this day still mesmerizes me. When you think of the three songs that come right out that were on side one on the original vinyl, Custard Pie, The Rover, In My Time of Dying, I mean, it's just a great way to take an album to another level and to really capture the audience that's listening. Moving over to side two, of course, it features Houses of the Holy. That song, again, recorded for the Houses of the Holy Sessions, obviously didn't make it. For whatever reason, you know, it was put on this album. It's a great track. It's one of their more popular songs, one of their more recognizable songs. It didn't require any more remixing or overdubbing. It was just basically put on the album as it was recorded, which is interesting. Trampled Underfoot which was created by a jam session by John Paul Jones. And it went through several arrangements before before the version that's on the album was accepted. Bonham really kind of plays a funky type of drum beat on this song. You can really kind of tell what he's trying to do. And the song is about driving in cars. And it was released as a single in the U.S., And it actually was a top 40 hit, which may surprise a lot of people. And then the last song on side two is my personal favorite of Led Zeppelin, and that's Cashmere. Cashmere is a journey. It takes you there. It takes you someplace else than where you currently are when you're listening to it. You really hear the experimentation in the evolution of what Zeppelin was trying to do and where they were going. You began to kind of see that in Houses of the Holy and with Cashmere and In the Light. You further see more experimentation of this kind of Moroccan type of vibe to their music. They traveled all over the world and Plant and Page and Jones were really into discovering new different types of styles and techniques to make music, different types of texture to include in their music. Led Zeppelin was really never satisfied with just being a, you know, English blues band. They were always, always trying to evolve 
and always trying stuff, something new. It's probably the most well-known song on Physical Graffiti. It's probably one of the most well-known songs by Led Zeppelin. Just a tremendous gift that they gave to us that lives on forever. Just an incredible piece of music. Moving on to side three, again, with that experimentation and that style is In the Light, which is a very, very powerful song, too, as well. Uh, Just really does kick in, just got a very droning type of vibe, droning type of feel to it. Ronier, of course, the acoustic piece by Jimmy Page that was recorded during Led Zeppelin 3. And it's also used in the background music in Zeppelin's movie, Song Remains the Same. Down by the Seaside, probably my least favorite song on the album. It was recorded during the Led Zeppelin 4 sessions. It has a Neil Young type of influence on it. If you can hear that... Um, you may agree with me, you may not. And then, of course, 10 Years Gone, which is one of the most underrated Zeppelin songs of all time. If you get a chance to go back and listen to a previous episode with myself, Tom, and Zeus from the Shout It Out Loudcast, we discuss our individual top 10 Led Zeppelin deep tracks, and I think this song is on all three of ours. It's a beautiful song. It cascades into this lovely song about an old love affair and emotion that went into it. It's a beautiful piece of music. Night Flight, side four. Again, that was recorded during the Led Zeppelin 4 sessions. Wonton song. One of my favorites, again, from the album. They opened up with this during the Page Plant pseudo reunion tour in the 90s. They did play the song. Uh, Boogie with Stew was next, and that was with Rolling Stones pianist Ian Stewart. And it was part of the same sessions that produced the song Rock and Roll that was on Led Zeppelin 4. Black Country Woman, another favorite of mine, recorded during the Howls of the Holy sessions. I love the way this song starts, and I love how Bonham's drum kicks in. Just an incredible song, and then the album ends with Sick Again, and it's about being on the road and touring and having fun with females, which Zeppelin is known for. Great album, great Impact in rock music, great impact on my life and my journey in rock and roll. It's interesting that if you look at the song list, the tracks on this album, if you were just to make it an eight-song album, which would kind of fall in line with the two previous records, Loves Up and Four and Houses of the Holy, I don't know how many songs are on Loves Up and Two off the top of my head, but... You would have Custard Pie, and then the second song would be In My Time of Dying, and then the third side would be Trampled Underfoot, 
and then cashmere would finish outside one. So you'd have custard pie, in my time of dying, trampled underfoot, cashmere. That's a pretty awesome side one. And then side two would be in the light, 10 years gone, the wonton song, and sick again. Which would be another, that'd be, be an incredible album with just those eight songs. And also, too, you know, we talked a previous about the deep tracks. If you were to put some of these other songs on the intended album that they were recorded in, you know, for instance, Houses of the Holy would be on Houses of the Holy, as would Black Country Woman. You know, so where would those songs fit? Where would Night Flight or where would Boogie with Stew down by the seaside fit in Led Zeppelin 4 if you were to include those songs in that album? Where would Bronyar fit in the Led Zeppelin 3 session? So those are always really cool conversations that I love having. You know, I love having the talk about, oh, you know, this song was intended for this. Where would it go there? Just to kind of have some fun and a night, have a couple beers, sit around with your friends who are Zeppelin fans as well, and just chit-chat and just kind of figure it out. This album offers so much. It offers those songs that take you to another place, like I mentioned, Cashmere or In the Light. It's got those songs that just keep going and just have that sleazy, dirty rock vibe to it, like The Rover, In My Time of Dying, you know, kind of a funky trampled underfoot. It's got the acoustic, you know, black country woman. It's got the, you know, barroom chaotic boogie with stew. It's just got so much. Sick Again, which is a forgotten track from this album. They used to do this live, I think in both 75 through 77 they would play this. Custard Pie, you know, the, the, you know, the first song on the album sets you up and prepares you for the greatness that you're about to hear. So there's so much going on. There's so much that is happening on this album. It really is an album that stands the test of time. It's my favorite. You can't go wrong with any Zeppelin album. I know there's people that will say, well, don't start with Presence or don't start with In Through the Outdoor. Those albums have aged very well and sound a lot better as time has moved on. A lot of songs on both those records that are forgotten classics and I challenge anyone to re-listen to those albums with an open mind and see how timing can change your opinion on what an album and what songs sound like but this is really Zeppelin at its peak you know this is before a lot of the trouble started with the band this is before Drugs really took a hold of Page. You know, Plant later on had the death of his son that he had to deal with. I think the UK audience had finally accepted them as the great rock band as they were. And what I mean by that is in the beginning, especially Led Zeppelin 1, the debut album, the UK did not connect with them like the US crowds did. There was a lot of pushback because of the blues elements and what they felt they were ripping off blues artists in their songs. And a lot of that is true. That's part of the Zeppelin history and that's the history you got to you know, admit to be, you know, when you're a Zeppelin fan. But it all came together 
in my opinion, on physical graffiti, and a lot of people say, well, Zeppelin 2 is awesome, and Zeppelin 4 is awesome. I agree with you. But for me, it's it's ride or die with physical graffiti. Check it out this weekend. It is a double album. Got a lot of songs to listen to, a lot of long songs, you know, songs that are more than five minutes, more than six minutes. So give you some time to work it all out. But check it out. Revisit Led Zeppelin Physical Graffiti. My number one Zeppelin album. What's yours? Comment in the comments section what you think of this album, what your favorite songs are. Stay healthy, everybody. Have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day again. We'll talk soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.